Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Intercepted, Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, old Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Spender underscore Trevor. I am joined, as always, with my good buddy Tyler, a.k.a. T. Plush. You can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. As always, you can find our podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. So today, Tyler and I have a look at the offense. Now, I want to put a disclaimer out there. We're going to do kind of a state of the Packers offense this week and a state of the Packers defense next week with one caveat. We are going to start with the quarterback position. If the quarterback position gets to be too long, we will do the rest of the offense um, next week and then push the defense out a week as well. So we'll we'll see where our conversation takes us. I'm hoping to be able to get through everything um, because personally, I don't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers that much, but it. If Tyler gets me going, we might end up talking just about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Before we get into Packers talk, Tyler, how are you doing? Yeah, I think this could turn very much into the state of Aaron Rodgers, like you said, because like a good neighbor, we don't know if Aaron Rodgers will be there. <laughs> that was bad. Unlike, that was... unlike State Farm. Yes. We, yeah, I, we know State Farm is going to be there. We, we don't know so much about <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it's true. That's true. But I'm I'm doing good on this weekend down in a red bobber. Had some raspberry ale to go with the, the sunshine here this weekend. And yeah, it was fun. It was a working Mother's Day, but that's all right. And then we go back to the grind of the work week again here, but it's supposed to get warmer out and feeling a little bit more like summer. Yeah. Yeah. The sun was nice this weekend. Um in case you don't listen to the Brewers Trilogy podcast, you should do that. Um, but Tyler made his mother work all weekend. Um, between him and his sister, made made their mom work way too hard this weekend. Uh, but, yeah, overall, it was a good weekend for me as well. And now we have the state of the Green Bay Packers, obviously offensive addition, but first, before we get to that, we have state of Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers. Tyler, I just want you to start this. Um, we have not planned any of this part of the conversation. I have no idea what we're going to do, you know, where we're going to go with all of this. Um, but just overall first line thoughts. I know, 
we haven't heard your thoughts on the situation very much as I ranted on Friday after the draft and Saturday after the draft a little bit. Um, and we didn't really talk about it the Monday after the draft. So what are your thoughts? Oh, man, that is a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> I think where we I guess we should probably start with this is just kind of like our own personal feelings towards the situation. Like, are we, are you fed up with Aaron Rodgers or are you like, bro, I want you to be here. I want you to be my quarterback. Cause there, there really isn't any other side. It's either think he's throwing a tantrum and get him out of here. Like done with your shit or like, dude, Packers better do whatever they can to make him happy. So for me, I think Four and foremost, like, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. I like Aaron Rodgers, but if the Packers decide we're going to move on from him, I'm still going to be a Packer fan. I'm not going to follow Aaron Rodgers around. Would I like to see him around? Yeah, I absolutely would. I think we could – we should have won the Super Bowl the last year with him. Probably the last two years. We had teams that could have went there. I don't think age plays a factor into any of this at all. He just had like a freaking tremendous season last year in year two in the floor's offense. So personally, do I want him back all drama aside? Yes. Once all this gets over, if he's still a Packer, he's going to be a good teammate. Everybody said he had so much fun last year. Um, I think I truly believe if all of this just like kind of blows over and, nothing comes of it and he's back in training camp this summer and playing for the Packers in the fall, people will, people will have forgotten a little bit about it if we keep winning or start winning again at that point. So I think that's where I'm at right now. I want him back. Um, but ultimately it's Packers decision and I'm a Packers fan. Yeah. I, that's a good way of putting it. It's the Packers decision. Um, I guess Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of a say, but it's the Packers decision and we are Packer fans. That's how I open the show every single episode. For diehard Packer fans, by diehard Packer fans. That is what we are. I buy a jersey. Yeah, I find players I like on my team and I buy their jersey, but I buy their jersey because they wear green and gold. Not because it's Aaron Rodgers, not because it's Devontae Adams. That's part of it, but I buy it because of the green and gold. I am a Green Bay Packers fan first and foremost. So, like you said, Tyler, I'm not going to be some bandwagoner that's going to jump ship and start cheering for uh, the Buccaneers just because Tom Brady moved there. Um, yes, I am saying Patriots fans are bandwagoners. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to do that. I am always going to be a diehard Packer fan. I don't care. And I, I mean, I saying this as a Packer fan that didn't live in the seventies and eighties when they were terrible, I didn't have to experience that. I was born in 1995 the Packers have been pretty damn good since that time. Um, they won the Super Bowl when I was, I don't know, how old was I? Six months old, seven months old. Uh, and they've been pretty close to that level of team, playoff team, pretty much my entire life. So, yes, I am spoiled, but I am a Green Bay Packers fan. And I listen to 
podcasts every day of the week. I consume as much content as I can of revolving around the Packers 24 seven, 365. So if this really is Aaron Rodgers wanting his way out and this has been conflicting reports from the time it's come out. That's why I personally have not wanted to spend a ton, bunch of time on this because there's people saying, Oh, it's over. You know, there's no reconciliation. He is out. There's not a chance of them coming back. And then there's guys close to Rogers, which makes me think that it's, you know, he's going to be back for the Packers saying, no, Aaron Rodgers will play for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is not going to retire. There was talks of him retiring and doing Jeopardy, even though he said, why can't he do both? He's got 150 some days in the off season. Jeopardy um, does their shows on 46. They record on 46 days. Why couldn't they figure that out in his 150 game off season? So on that respect, if he's back, I am going to cheer for the Packers to win a Super Bowl because with Aaron Rodgers, they can win a Super Bowl. Just like you were saying, right, Tyler? Um, if he's out, I will back the Packers as well. And if he's out, I am not going to be too impressed with Aaron Rodgers, who was zen, you know, really laid back, you know, like Tyler said, having all that fun, came on the Pat McAfee show and just was – just like talking with the guys, even though that's national media at this point. Um, it was a really fun season with Aaron Rodgers. And to me, all of this shit coming out, and it sounds like it might not, it truly might not have been that he wanted this out, um, that it was just in negotiations and this got leaked or whatever happened. But to me, what the hell happened from being all Zen, you know, being frustrated with the pick, but then understanding, not blaming Jordan Love and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, no, I want out. I want security. I want all of this type of stuff. What? The Green Bay Packers have paid you $240 million. And you want more financial security? just so you can play till you're 40. I'm not guaranteed next week at my own job and I don't make 50 K. You can get over your goddamn self making $20 million a year. And in the next, if he plays out his contract, he will be over $310 million that he will then paid by the green Bay Packers. That's not enough security. That's not enough for him. Are you shitting me? Oh, my God. I think Aaron Rodgers on this Green Bay Packers team in 2021 is our best chance to win a Super Bowl. So that is what I'm hoping for. But this petty baby-ass bullshit that's coming out right now pisses me off. Yeah, maybe like Shalene Woodley or whatever his fiance's name, she must be expensive or something. That's why he needs more money. (laughs) He does not need more money. Oh my God! Uh, bring us if, back if it's Canada. truly, <laughs> I know he's talked about his legacy and wanting to play till his 40, but this isn't the way to have a good legacy. This everyone is drawing comparisons to the Favre thing, and Brett Favre is a beloved Green Bay Packer, but for probably five, six, seven, eight years afterwards, it was not a good relationship with him, right? So now we know what Brett Favre did for us, all that type of thing. 
fans love him. But for a while, there there was not that everyone loved him type of feeling. And if you're doing this, people are going to be upset. I Clearly, I am upset. Because I understand face of the franchise. I am not the face of my company by any means. But I don't have that security either. Just because I work somewhere doesn't mean I'm going to work there next week, next month, next year. You know, two, three years down the road, like Aaron Rodgers is looking. The thing is, is Aaron Rodgers has a job in 2021. They are not going to get rid of him. The cap ramifications are stupid. The only way they would do it is if they trade him after June 1st. I don't see that happening because the only way that happens is if Aaron Rodgers is petty enough to demand a trade. That is the only way. The Packers are not going to do it. The Packers want out after 2021. I believe that's true, and I believe Aaron wants more than that. But to me, it's it's getting to the point where you can still make $25 million somewhere else and putting the – because if he gets what he wants, this likely means the Packers are going to have – years and years and years of terrible quarterback play when he leaves because Jordan Love will be out at that point if he can stay till he's 40 and retire as a Packer. And the only way that is that I can handle that is he's got to go win two Super Bowls in three years. So if you're really that confident, you bring me home two Super Bowl trophies, then fine. <laughs> but, but you better do that because the Packers aren't going to get the option at Jordan Love, a, a level of talent of Jordan Love in three years. More than likely, there's a reason why there's a saying out there that's you don't. The worst time to draft a quarterback is when you actually need one. The Cleveland Browns showed us that for 25 years. The Bengals needed a quarterback for a while and they could never win a playoff game. Um, now they got Joe Burrow. I think that makes a lot of sense. The Jags first overall pick makes a lot of sense. I personally think the Jets didn't nail their pick. I think they did not get the second best quarterback in this draft. And I think he could be a struggle. And that's more of an example of you need to draft one before you need one. Um, so I, I don't know. Tyler, do you have anything else? I feel like I just ranted for eight minutes. <laughs> Pretty close. I wasn't timing you. But, I mean, I understand that, yeah, I'm sure Rodgers wasn't happy about the Jordan Love pick. But it all goes back to the notion of, like, football is a business. There's been a lot of talk about that. Like, if you have, you know, if you're at a company and you have, you know, an older guy who's on the way out, you don't just bring someone in and be like, all right, go over, take all of responsibilities. No, usually hire someone who kind of like, I don't want to say shadows, but learns from them and then slides into that role. Kind of the same thing with Jordan Love. But there's also, you know, a whole bunch of coworkers in between there. So now you're digging into like the Jake Kumaros, the Jordy Nelsons and the James Joneses and everyone who's come and gone throughout Aaron Rodgers' career. And, you know, it's I'm sure Rodgers is upset when those players leave. I mean, are you upset when one of your coworkers leaves because they didn't get the raise they wanted or more job or more like work was being piled on them or, you know, whatever it may be? Yeah, you're upset with the people up top on the company. So 
I can kind of see where Rodgers is coming in that regard, but like uh, from a fan's perspective, it's like, dude, professional football is a business, but you're getting paid to play a sport. Like it's not a real job. Like get over it. <laughs> it's, it is a business and it, it is a job. They get paid a lot of fucking too much, money too much. <laughs> to play this football game. And it is a business, like you were saying, but at some point you just, you need to be able to just play the game. And is it really that big of a deal for a guy that's made over $200 million in 16 years to say, okay, well, I guess I'm going to make $30 million in Denver in play in the mountains or wherever I saw a article from bleacher report. I think today of how the Miami dolphins are the best team to make a play for Aaron Rodgers. What? <laughs> um, what? Like, okay, go, go live in South beach and play in Miami. Like, you're making 25 to 30 million dollars. He can he can probably get that in some sort of deal, you know, the Packers trade him and then the next team signs him to an additional contract to secure an extra year or two on the end of this deal, you know, whatever it is. I mean, just go out there and play the game, man. Just just go out there and play the game. And this national media thing is really pissing me off. Um, and now this is not about Aaron Rodgers. This is about the idiot national media. So the national media now tells me the Packers have not done nothing to help Aaron Rodgers. Richard Sherman said the Packers are disrespectful to Aaron Rodgers because they have not helped him. What? The Green Bay Packers were third in D- total DVOA this year. And there was, obviously, that means two teams above them, New Orleans and Tampa Bay. New Orleans was one, Tampa Bay was two, Green Bay was three. Not a ton of difference between the top three um, in terms of their DVOA rankings. And that a top three team... But, oh, they didn't give anything to Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the last 10 draft picks have been defense. Oh, yeah, you're right. NFL football is just offensively. It's just played offense. That's why there's 11 guys that play on defense. That that side of the ball doesn't matter. Even though in 2012, what did every single national media Packer fan bitch about? The defense. They were horrific. That was one of the best offenses I've seen. 15 and one season. The defense couldn't stop a goddamn bloody nose. And, but, oh, they're drafting the defense. That doesn't help Aaron Rodgers. Bullshit, it doesn't. You cannot tell me if Eric Stokes is another Jair Alexander, that doesn't help Aaron Rodgers. Now, instead of giving up, just throwing out a number, instead of giving up 24, they're giving up. 18 points a game 
six points a game doesn't help Aaron Rodgers. Bullshit. That tremendously helps Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has to score three touchdowns now instead of four. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> you don't have to score 42 like they did in 2012. Getting defense helps the quarterback. Maybe not directly, but it helps. The other flip side of the coin, the number one offense in DVOA, the Green Bay Packers. But they didn't have any help for Aaron Rodgers, apparently, if if you listen to national media. The number one offense. Are you kidding me? And you're saying he has no help? You're saying that's all Aaron Rodgers? Bullshit. <laughs> what are the most important positions on offense? Quarterback, you got a top three in the league, right? We'll just say conservatively in Aaron Rodgers. So you got that spot nailed down. Obviously, that's Aaron himself. Can't really help him in that position. Running back. You got a top five running back in the league. Offensive line last year. Let's see. Number one center. Arguably the number one left tackle. I would argue top five guard. Oh, that must not be helping him at all. Staying clean in the pocket. That can't be helping him. Number one wide receiver in the league. That top five running back. Two of the top guys. Offensive line at their position, top one wide receiver, a damn good deep threat. I, I think half or it was close to the end of the year. Marquez Valdez-Gantling was the best deep threat in, in football, better than Tyreek Hill. Yes, he has his drops, but he was the best deep threat in the NFL. And you have a guy like Alan Lazard who catches everything and helps this running game, which in turn helps Aaron Rodgers. And you get a second-round running back that can run through anyone as he proved against the Titans. But there's absolutely no help for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how he how he's the best offense in football all by himself. I, I don't know. Best left tackle. We had to sign him this offseason. We had to resign a top-five running back this offseason. And what, Devontae Adams is, after this year, going to be on, what, his third contract with the Packers, assuming we're going to extend him? Like, yeah. Packers are keeping these weapons in here. You can't keep everyone, obviously. And I think a lot of people get caught up on things that happen before Gudikins, <laughs> like Jordy Nelson. That, that's always just such a big one. James Jones, even though he left, came back. I, I mentioned those guys earlier. But, yeah, the Packers have done such a good job at keeping the best players, arguably, in their position in Green Bay and adding lots of complimentary talent around them. That's what's made them so good. So, yeah, I agree. I don't I'm not understand that argument at all. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And the thing that national media always brings up, like I said, the nine out of ten, nine of their last ten first-round picks were defense, still helps Aaron Rodgers. And, yes, the one offensive pick does not help Aaron Rodgers, but it helps – the Green Bay Packers, and we are diehard Packer fans. So I like the Jordan Love pick. I get the Jordan Love pick. I defend the Jordan Love pick to anyone who will listen to me. Most Packer fans won't listen to me because they got a finger in their ass and think Aaron Rodgers is going to cure everything, which clearly he hasn't. He's won one Super Bowl. Yes, 
could there have been more talent around him in certain times? Yeah. 2012, they needed a better defense. 2014, yeah, they probably could have had some more talent around him. But 2020, to me, wasn't that year. They had a good team. They did not play well in the NFC Championship game, but they had a good team. I don't think 2019 they were good enough to win. But I thought they got better, and a lot of that was internal development, which, thank you, Brian Gutekunst. Like, he is a good GM to me. He did have some mistakes with communication, and that seems to be the biggest issue with this Aaron Rodgers dilemma right now, is he wasn't informed of the Jordan Love draft pick, which he probably should have been. Tom Brady was informed of a the last pick of the second round draft pick for a quarterback. He was informed. Andy Dalton was informed of the Justin Fields thing, which I just think is kind of funny. I would not have told Andy Dalton. I don't think Andy Dalton deserved that. He hasn't, hasn't put in the uniform on yet. Um, but I, I get that there is a lack of communication and that is an issue for Brian Gutekunst. But another thing is, is all, all of this boils down to is Mark Murphy because he created this new structure where he is the head honcho and Matt LaFleur does not go to Brian Gutekunst. He goes to Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst goes to Mark Murphy. And that just was the hierarchy. And I, I don't know if that played a role, but maybe that played a role in the communication miscues. So I'm not saying Brian Gutekunst is completely blameless here because I don't think that's the case. I think if he told Aaron, you know, we plan to not re-sign Jordy. So Jordy left in 2017 um, and then went to Oakland in 2018. Now Brian Gutekunst takes over in the 2018 off season of the 2018 season. So he did not re-sign Jordy Nelson. He could have said, you know, Aaron, he's getting up there in age. We feel like we need to get a little bit younger. We are not going to sign re-sign Jordy. Just wanted you to know before, you know, anyone else outside of presumably Jordy Nelson. So that part of it's an issue. The communication is an issue on Brian Gutekunst, but Brian Gutekunst has been a good GM in three years. He signed he did outside of the norm for the Packers and created a culture shift with Zedarius Preston, Adrian Amos, you know, all these guys, Billy Turner, big time 2018 um, off season, you know, then they get, they get Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage. And actually they get Jair Alexander first, right. And Josh Jackson, that move didn't pay off, but then from the trade down, with the saints. Um, and then they obviously traded back up to get Jair. Then the trade down, they net a first round pick. They get Darnell Savage from that. Good. But he's Brian Gutekunst is a good GM. I think a lot of people, I think if the 2020 NFL draft for the Packers was made a little bit more sense in the second and third round, the Jordan love pick wouldn't have been so bad for Packer fans. I don't think, um, but we are where we are. I think Gutekunst is a good GM. Don't think he's blameless. I think Aaron Rodgers is an all-time great. Don't think he's blameless in this situation. I hope they figure it out because that's the best for my team. 
that is the best for the Green Bay Packers to win a Super Bowl in 2021. I would side with the Packers in saying that I think the best for the Packers after that is probably Jordan Love if he can play. And this year is going to be a big indication of if he can play or not. We are not going to go into the rest of the offense today. I told Tyler I was planning on, you know, that 10 to 15 minute mark about Aaron Rodgers. I got uh, a little ranty. uh, So we did not get to the rest of the offense. Do you have any closing thoughts of the Aaron Rodgers, Brian Gutekunst, Jordan Love saga, Tyler? I mean, it's not over. (laughs) We're just going to leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, There's still a lot more to come. Obviously, if you want to thank Jordan Love, we're going to actually get to see him this year, right? Preseason football should be back. And I think it's important to remember that whenever this Aaron Rodgers thing comes to an end, I, you know, we talked about it a lot last year, like when it's time for Jordan Love, you want a good team around him, especially offensively. We've retained a lot of those players. So if it is Jordan Love this year, He's set up really, really well. Will he be ready? Probably not, but that's that would be something we'd have to live with if it comes to that point. So I guess that's my closing thoughts right there. Yeah, and I, like I said, I hope Rodgers is back for another year. I do think extending him till he's 40 really puts a interesting, you know, dilemma here for the Packers if they do end up you know keeping him till he's 40 he plays out his contract and now they have to make a decision on Jordan Love without seeing him play a regular season game presumably Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt that to me is more terrifying than or you know let's say Rodgers plays this year wins a Super Bowl this would really get the national media going but then they trade him and that would, yeah, that would really get everyone going with this. <laughs> and you get Jordan Love in, and if you're trading Aaron Rodgers, you're probably going to get three first-round picks for him. So you got your ammunition to make the team around Jordan Love better and, and real, potentially really freaking good. And if it doesn't work and Jordan Love's bad... Well, you got three extra draft picks over the next three years. And now if Jordan Love is bad, the team's probably not very good. Then at that point, you got ammunition. You can go get your quarterback of the future. Um, I don't know. I want to see Aaron Rodgers win three more Super Bowls with the Packers and then retire and ride off into the sunset and then Jordan Love figure it out. I think that's a little scary. Um, But we'll have to see. There's a lot left to this, like Tyler said. I don't know where this is going to be five minutes from now. By the time this gets posted, it'll probably be, you know, Aaron Rodgers signed a mega extension and and we're never going to see Jordan Love in Green Bay. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, Make sure you continue to follow us again. We'll push everything back. So we'll have uh, state of the Packers offense minus the quarterback position next week, unless we get some mega news regarding that. Uh, But we'll look at running back, wide receiver, tight end, and then the offensive line. And then the following week, we will look at the state of the defense. So make sure you continue to check us out here on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. Make sure you check out the Brewers Trilogy podcast. Great content being pumped out there. 
We're doing series recaps every single series. We got a podcast coming out the next day, the next morning. So make sure you're checking that out. And until next time, go pack, go. Trusting you.